are welcome to the Rohi Word. You are about to be transformed by the power of God's Word through his servant, Pastor Emmanuel Meffel. Pastor Meffel is a teaching evangelist who preaches God's Word passionately with signs and wonders following. He serves as the founder and lead pastor of the Rohi Church, a Christ-centered, family-focused, and discipleship-driven ministry. It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Now, let us hear the Word of God. Amen. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we are grateful unto you for tonight. We are coming to your word and we are asking, oh God, that you speak unto our hearts, speak into our lives, bring transformation. Let the word change us. Let the word build us. Let the word strengthen us and let something new take place in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Let's turn our Bibles to the book of First Samuel chapter 1. I'm still working with First Samuel chapter 1. But I'm starting from verse 10. First Samuel chapter 1. Yesterday, by the grace of God, we looked at compensation. We looked at compensation. We talked about the fact that on the way to your tamam, God gives you compensation. On the way to the finishing, on the way to, to your prayer request, on the way to the finishing point, on the way to what you have been praying and expecting God to do for you, there's a place that God gives you compensation. God compensates you as you are getting on your journey. Unfortunately for most of us, we don't see the compensation that God gives us. So we are crying all the time, even though God has given us compensation. God compensates us. And if you read, let me go back to verse 5. Let me read from verse 5. Then you'll get a compensation very well. But to Hannah, he would give a double portion. For he loved Hannah, although the Lord had closed her womb. Continue. Continue verse 6. And her rival also provoked her severely to make her miserable because the Lord had closed her womb. Seven. So it was year by year when she went up to the house of the Lord that she provoked her. Therefore she wept and did not eat. Verse eight. Then Elkanah, her husband, said to her, Hannah, why do you weep? Why do you not eat? So Elkanah is very troubled and very worried about his wife. That why are you not eating? Why are you crying? Why is your heart grieved? Then he says, am I not better to you than ten sons? So Elkanah was telling her that, you know what? Maybe God has closed your womb. God has not given you a child. But God gave you a husband who can replace the, the, the child that you don't have ten times. So what he was saying was that, God has compensated you enough for this period. As you wait for the blessing, God has given you a compensation, which is me. And I am 10 sons, more than or better than 10 sons to you. And so you should stop crying. You should stop being grieved. You should stop being depressed because God has compensated you. And yesterday we saw how many people and how many times God compensates his children on the journey to the finishing well. There's not all the time that you would finish. There are times that you are on the journey. What you must understand is that God would take care of you on the journey. God will compensate you. And for all of us and most of us here, God has compensated us. If you will take time and look at your life, you will see God's compensation. 
compensation. That's when I said that though you may not be married, but God has given you relationships of people that will make you happy. Though your church may not be overflowing, but God has given you very faithful people. Maybe your pastor is not doing something, but God has given you another pastor who is taking care of you in another way. Are you understanding me? God may not have given you a baby, but he has given you many people in your life who call you mommy, who call you daddy, and who you can mother and father and make them your babies. Are you understanding me? So God compensates and God will compensate you. So this man was telling his wife that, you know what? God has compensated you. Stop crying. And so yesterday I told you that God has compensated you. God has been good to you. If only we will stop looking at the end and start looking at the journey, we'll begin to enjoy the journey. The only reason why we struggle to enjoy the journey is because we are not looking at what God has given us now. We are thinking about what God has not given us. One of the problems that brought our problem, one of the things that brought our problem from the Garden of Eden was that the, the, the woman was not looking at what God had provided. God had provided so many things. The only thing God would not provide was that this tree, don't touch it. But everything else I've given it to you. Everything else and most of the time, it is the everything else that has been used to compensate us. And one thing that has not been given us is the one thing that we cry about all the time. I need a husband. I need a husband. But God has given you a good job. God has given you a good family. God has given you good friends. But I need a husband. I need a husband. So instead of thanking God for the blessing of the friends, thanking God for the garden, we are crying over the tree. And because we are fighting for the tree, we don't see the garden that God has provided and by the time you realize you make a pro it cause a problem for yourself and for your generation behind you so yesterday I started talking about compensation God has compensated you God has compensated you jump to verse 10 let me show you what I'm talking about today God has compensated you so on your way to Tamam there's a junction that is compensation when you get to the junction of compensation, absorb it, enjoy it. And you look at how Naomi, Naomi was compensated. The Bible says that the people, the women told Naomi that a son has been born to you. Meanwhile, the son was not born by Naomi. It was Ruth. So how come the women were telling her that a son has been born to Naomi? Compensation. Compensation. So verse 10, she was in, and she was in bitterness of soul and prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. Continue. Then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, jump to verse 12. And it happened as she continued praying before the Lord that Eli watched her mouth. Continue. Now Hannah spoke in her heart. Only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore Eli thought she was drunk. Continue. I'm going somewhere. So Eli said to her, how long would you be drunk? Continue. Verse 15. But Hannah answered, continue, verse 16. I want to show you something. Do not consider your maidservant, verse 17. Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant your petition, which you have asked of him, 18. And she said, Let your maidservant find favor in your sight. So the woman went her way and ate, and her face was no longer sad. So if you read it well, you realize from the verse 1 that she was compensated. But... What I want to talk to you about today is that the compensation should not be your end point. Yesterday, I was telling you that be happy with the compensation. 
Be excited about the compensation. Enjoy the compensation. Today I came to tell you that compensation is not the end of the story. Compensation is what has kept people from moving to the end. Compensation is what has stopped people from getting to the end of the story. Compensation, many people have settled at the junction of compensation. Compensation junction is not for settlement. It's just for endurance. It's just for enjoyment. It's just to take in a deep breath and continue the journey. It's just for strength. It's just for encouragement. It's just for empowerment to continue the journey. Don't ever stop running at compensation level. Yes, your husband has delayed. It is what you are expecting at the end. God has given you some compensation, but still God has a plan for the husband to come. There are certain things that must be done for the husband to come. Yes, you have not had a baby. God has given you people around you that have you have mothered and you have taken care of, but God has a plan of bringing you the baby. As at the time that Hannah was being told that you have been compensated, it was the time for her to accept the compensation. But just a few verses after that, he went into a phase of prayer, a phase of waiting upon God, a phase of calling upon God and telling him that I am okay with the compensation, but I am not going to settle at the compensation. I need to move to the next level. You can't settle at the compensation. Compensation blessing is not for settlement. Compensation grace is not for settlement. Compensation doors are not for settlement. Compensation is just to make you happy on the journey, but it's not to make you happy forever it will just give you excitement for a short time but when you realize that you are at the compensation level now lift up your eyes and begin to move to the next phase which I'm going to talk about tonight I'm talking about desperation you move from compensation and we are going into desperation at a point Hannah became desperate the time you need to become desperate is after you have been compensated sometimes after the compensation we become so relaxed that we forget about where we are going to you become so settled the enemy the enemy of excellence is good enough the enemy of tamam is the compensation the enemy of finishing well is I have done enough. This one is not bad. The enemy of going to the next level is that I have been compensated. It's okay for me. But I came to tell you compensation is not your point. Compensation is not your level. Compensation is not what, has, not what God has given you. Your level is to finish well. Your level is to carry your baby. Your level is to have your husband. Your level is to complete your house. Your level as a church is to build your church. Your level is to have your church members faithful your level is to see God's hand operating in your life it is not just the compensation you need to get desperate and move from compensation to the next level say desperation are you in the church so en route to Tamam the place of completeness you get a junction of compensation but after compensation after compensation you must get into desperation compensation is for a season it's for a season. It's not forever. Hannah's compensation was for a while because it changed eventually. But there were certain things that she had to do. Compensation is just to help you enjoy the journey. It's not for you to stay on it. It's not for you to stay on it. People that are giving compensation, they are compensated for things that have happened. It's because the thing that has happened is just, it's, it's, it's depressed them so they have to give them something to appease them. But nobody has given anybody compensation and told them that you cannot go for the end point before. 
Yes, we broke your building, so we are compensating, so compensating you with the land. But it doesn't mean that you cannot build another house. We pulled down your church building so that we can put a road here. We are compensating you with another, another land. It doesn't mean that you can't build the church again. Are you understanding me? Compensation is to appease you for what you have lost, for what you have not got, for what you have been praying, for what you have not seen. But it does not mean that because you have been compensated, you don't go for what you are praying for. You go for it with desperation. You go for it with desperation. Unfortunately, I have seen Christians today, we don't have the thing called desperation. We are too settled, too comfortable, too settled, too happy. We are so happy, go lucky. We don't struggle, we don't push. We are never desperate for anything. And I have come to see how leaders are struggling with followers who have no desperation. They are not desperate to succeed. They are not desperate to make it. They are not desperate to see the hand of God. They are not desperate to see the anointing of God. They are not desperate for anything. And as long as you don't have the spirit to be desperate for something, you are not seeing anything. So let's stop, let's stop being comfortable. Let's stop being relaxed. Let's stop settling. You are only at a compensation level. You have not reached the end point. You have not reached the end point. You have just got a husband who is worth more than 10 sons, but you have not got a son. You have not got a son. A husband who is worth more than 10 sons is not the same as a son. So yes, your husband may be more than 10 sons, but you are praying for a son. Don't settle around your husband that you know what? It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Hannah never settled. Hannah never settled. In fact, Hannah didn't even acknowledge the compensation. We have acknowledged the compensation to a point where we don't even see where we are going anymore. We have changed our prayer topic. We have forgotten what we set up to do. We have just shut down completely and we have accepted what life has given us. If you can accept what life has given you, you might as well stop praying. Desperation. We touched it. It didn't work. So we left it. We tried it. It didn't work. So we left it. We have prayed about it. It didn't work, so we have left it. I'm talking about desperation. You are not desperate enough. If you are desperate enough, there's no prayer, you will stop praying. If you are desperate enough, there's no push, you will stop pushing. If you are desperate enough, there's no mountain that will stop you. If you are desperate enough, there's no wall that will block you. If you are desperate enough, there's no attitude that will stop you. If you are desperate enough, there's no shout that will, not, that will stop you. There's no attitude. There's no facial expression. There's no door. Desperate people break doors. They break barriers, they break boundaries, they break limits, they take over because they are desperate. Desperate. We are desperate people. And we want more. Desperate people want more. Desperate people want more. So Hannah knew that, look, my husband says that he's ten. He's like ten sons to me. My husband gives me double anytime. Anytime he's sharing the things, he gives double to me and gives single to, to, to my rival. But still, still, that's not enough for me. That's not enough for me. That's not enough for me. Small money you have got is enough for you. Small anointing is enough for you. Small church members is enough for you. Small business is enough for you. Small clients you have got is enough for you. Small access you have got is enough for you. Don't settle. Don't settle. Get desperate. Get desperate. I said get desperate. 
get desperate. Get desperate. So the compensatory blessing is a stage. It's not the end. It's just a stage. It's just a stage. So accept that good enough is what is stopping you from going to excellence. Desperation. When you land in a place of desperation, you are in a good place. I said when you land in a place of desperation, you are in a very good place. No, till you become desperate, you won't break through. Till you become desperate. Have you seen a woman that is carrying a baby that is about to push and she's not desperate before? No, if you are carrying a baby and you want the baby to die, you don't get desperate. But if you want the baby to live and you want to live, you get desperate. Look at a woman in the labor world and ask yourself that, is my prayer life like a woman in the labor world? Is my life like somebody in the labor world? Is my life, the life that I'm living, as comfortable as I am living life, as lazy as I'm living life, as relaxed as I'm living life, does it look like a person who is carrying something that must be dropped in nine months, otherwise the person and the something will die? You have never been desperate before. Look, if you want to learn how to be desperate, go to the labor world. When people get desperate, they don't see human beings. When people get desperate, they don't see organization. When people get desperate, they don't see decorum. When people get desperate, they don't see I must dress nicely. When people get desperate, they don't see language. When people get desperate, they don't hear anything. They just want the baby to come out. And however the baby must come out, the baby will come out. If I have to remove my shirt, I'll remove my shirt. The baby must come. If I have to pull my trousers down, I have to pull the trousers down. The baby must come. If I have to raise my leg, I have to raise my leg. The baby must come. If I have to shout, I will shout. The baby must come. Whatever it takes the baby must come whether it's a male midwife or it's a female nurse whatever it is my baby must come I don't care I am not embarrassed I am not shy I am not depressed I am just pushing out my baby desperate people they want more and they push for the thing to happen they push for the thing to happen we are too relaxed as Christians that's the reason why the world is running us down the world is running us down. We don't have desperate Christians. We don't have desperate believers. We don't have desperate prayer warriors. We don't have desperate musicians. We don't have desperate preachers. We don't have desperate ashes. We don't have desperate church members. We don't have desperate people. We have settled. We have settled. Once we can get two square meals, we are okay. Once we have a child and a shirt, we are okay. Once we have 50 people and we can preach a message to them, we are okay. What about the 100,000 people out on the streets that need to be rich? Where is your desperation, man of God? Where is your desperation, woman of God? Where is your desperation, chorister? Where is your desperation, prayer warrior? Where is your desperation? If you were desperate, I will not call you to come and pray. If you are desperate, nobody will call you to pray. You will pray without being told. You will pray without... Have you seen a woman in labor who is being told that you should push plenty before? You tell her once, she begins... It is not a woman or a man who will tell her to push. She herself, there's an innate power forcing the baby out. And she has to push it. But if you're desperate, somebody will have to wake you up to pray. Somebody will have to tell you, go on evangelism. Somebody will have to tell you, send your CV. Somebody will have to tell you, write an application letter. Somebody will have to tell you, go and see this person. Go and see that person. In the days when we were desperate and we're looking for jobs and we're looking for money and we're looking for the things that God will do for us, nobody instructed us. We wake up in the morning, we are in the church. We ask our pastor, is there a program? There's no program. We are in the church. I remember myself. I used to go to church every day. Even when there were
were no programs. I was there because I just felt that in the presence of God, something can happen. These days, you don't have desperate Christians who want to see God for anything. Desperate. 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 You must have some desperation. You must have some desperation. Without desperation, you can't move to the next level. The next level is for desperate people. That's the reason why it's not a lot of people who are in that level. It's just a few people. It is not, it is not everybody who will get to that level. It takes, it takes another level of fight. And most of us don't have that fight in us. Most of us don't have that blood in us. Most of us don't have that fire in us. Most of us don't have that anger in us to do it. Anger to succeed. Anger to do well. Anger to build. I remember when we came here to this area, when we're coming to build this church, they said that you can't build it. I said, you can't build what? They said, oh, it's our football field. I said, show me your, your land title. Show me something that shows that you are bought it. He said, eh, well, if you do, we'll bring our boys. I said, what did you say? I said, what did you say? You will bring what? He said, oh, I didn't say it. I said, I heard you say you will bring boys. I also bring boys. Oh, no, that's not how we are talking. Now, you know, there's, there's, uh, I said, uh, that was the last day I met those people. Desperate. I was too desperate to do something. I was too desperate to be frightened. Desperate people are not scared people. Desperate people are not afraid. There are too many fearful Christians, fearful believers, fearful businessmen, fearful husbands, fearful wives, fearful people. Can't believe in God, can't trust God, and can't push anything out. Hmm. Desperate people. And when you become desperate, it's a good place to be. Because that's where your catapult starts. So desperate means having an urgent desire for something. Urgent desire. Urgent. Something must happen and it must happen urgently. So Hannah was looking for a baby and she was saying that this thing must happen and it must happen urgently. It was a burning desire. What is burning in your heart? You have settled with your compensation. You have settled, you have settled, you have so settled your compensation that even the person that we, we are hanging around to marry is not your, your type of person, it's not your level of person, but you have settled with your compensation so much that you are so happy with that useless going, go, going to nothing, doing for I don't even know how to put that person's uh, title going nowhere to do nothing, but just because he wears trousers. And you think that you need a man. So it's okay. Get back into prayer. And don't settle for any useless person. It's compensation. Compensation is not what God meant for you. You are supposed to get desperate and get God's best. Get God's best. Hannah was waiting for God's best. It wasn't her husband. Her husband was 10 sons to her. But no, I am not looking for you to be my 10 sons. I'm looking for my own. I'm looking for my own. I'm looking for my own. Hello? Desperation frustrates the enemy. Desperation has a way of frustrating the enemy. The devil doesn't like dealing with desperate people. Desperate people frustrate him. It's like, won't he settle? Won't he settle? Won't he settle? He hits you, you are still moving. He hits you, you are still moving. He punches you, you are still moving. He will even get tired of you. Look, it was the desperate desire of Delilah to see Samson down. That brought Samson down. It wasn't love. It was, she was desperate to 
achieve a target. She was desperate to see. Her tamam or her finished well was Samson's downfall. And whatever she had to do to bring the man down, she did. And at a point, the man says, you know what? You have wearied me. You have, you have vexed my spirit. It's like you have frustrated me. You have frustrated me. Just have what it is that you want. And that's what happens when you are dealing with desperate people. The devil just gets to the point and says, you know what? Just, just go. Just go. Just go. Just go. Like the way Moses went, went to Pharaoh. Let my people go. 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 At a point, you know what? Just go. 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 But if, if, if Moses had gone once and just stopped, it wouldn't have happened. Two, nothing would happen. Three, why do you stop at the first trial? Second trial. Third. Fourth. Fifth. If God hadn't started killing the firstborns, eh, that guy would never have stopped. Sometimes you must get to a point where you are killing firstborns. That's what I'll be talking about on Friday. Gets to a time you must be killing firstborns. You must be. Jephthah had to kill firstborn for God to move. Any person that comes out of my gate, I will kill. Desperate people do wild things. Desperate. I need to make it. And in this conference, by your desperate prayers, may the enemy be frustrated. By your desperate shout, may the walls of opposition come down. By your desperate worship, may you catch God's attention. Three people. Let me show you three people. That got desperate and got their tamam. And then I'll give you my breakdown and I'll leave you to go. Three people. The woman with the issue of blood. The Bible says in Luke chapter 8 verse 43. Luke 8, 43 and 44. I'll just read those two verses. Now a woman having a flow of blood for 12 years. 12 years. Blood was flowing. 12 years. You are not getting a job. 12 years, you are not getting a baby. 12 years, you are not getting a wife. 12 years, you are not getting a husband. 12 years, your business has not done any, any good thing. 12 years, your building project has not risen up. 12 years, you have not roofed your building. 12 years, nothing has happened. 12 years, your children have not been able to pass one exam. 12 years. 12. And this woman has spent all her livelihood on physicians and could not be healed by any. At this point, you become desperate. When you have spent everything that you can spend, you have spent your time, your money, your resources, your energy, everything is gone. The woman became desperate. And when she became desperate, verse 44, she came from behind and touched the border of Jesus' garment. You know, if you watch that, that, that video, I think when we went to Israel, we saw something. How, how in the crowd she had to come through. And this was somebody who was dripping with blood. And so when, when you are even bleeding, you are supposed to be outside. You can't even come. Here she's bleeding throughout for 12 years and I'm sure everybody knew her. And for blood to be on you, you must be smelling. And so you introduce yourself by your scent. And yet... Jesus was moving with his thousands of people. And this woman says that I'm coming to touch. It, 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 it can only be desperation. It's like I have tried everything. I have been everywhere. 
I have gone to every doctor. I have seen every physician. I have spent all my money. If this one, this one is my last try. If I don't get it, I am dying. I must get it. And that's the mind we must have. If I don't get it, I'm dying. I need to get it. If I don't get, if I don't touch him, I'm dying. I need to touch him. You see, I was telling my wife today that, look, we should even get to the point where we are not worried about whether Jesus is in the building or not. Even if Jesus is at school junction, Jesus is at Akusombu, just wherever, where he is I want him to touch me and I want to touch him if you are desperate enough don't worry about the presence worry about his location if you are desperate enough don't worry about his presence worry about the location you will catch him when the centurion when the centurion went to Jesus Christ and said that you know what my maid servant is dying I need you to come and heal her Jesus was too busy said I know what I'm dealing with this I'm dealing with that I'm doing too many things just allow me let me finish when I finish I will bring my presence to your house then centurion checked the thing and said you know what Charlie the way things they go for the house if I allow this man to bring his presence now wait for him to come from wherever he is and take his donkey or walk through all these plenty people and come to my by the time this man gets to my house my child will be dead so he said Jesus you know what don't even come your presence is not so important to me wherever you are as you are standing here just say something just speak a word this is what I'm saying that stop looking for the presence. I need to see his presence. I want his presence. Your dirty room is not able to host his presence. I want his presence. Your dirty kitchen cannot host his presence. I want his presence. That your small house, you cannot host his presence. Just look for where he is and tell him that you know what? Stay in the heavens and speak a word. Stay in my church and speak a word. Stay in the community and speak a word. Wherever you are, just speak a word. I am too desperate to wait for you to come to my house. I know I am not clean. I know I have not asked for forgiveness. I know I have not been cleansed. I even don't know whether I am born again or not. But this situation, it is a bad situation for me. If you don't speak from wherever you are, I know I don't qualify for you to come to my house. I know you are even busy. You don't have time. Just stand somewhere there and just speak. And the thing that is happening to me will be solved. That is desperation. I can't wait for you to come to my house. I can't wait to change before you come. I can't wait for things to happen the way you are thinking it must happen. I am calling upon you wherever you are and I need you to speak a word tonight if you can just speak to him that Lord wherever you are I need you to speak oh God unto my situation. Wherever you are whether you are in heaven or you are on this earth it doesn't matter to me. The location doesn't matter to me. Your presence doesn't matter to me. I am too small to host your presence. I am too minute to handle your presence but I believe that wherever you are, if you can speak this situation will be settled. I am too desperate to wait. I can't wait any longer. I've been hungry for too long. I've been poor for too long. I have been at the foundation of this building for too long. I have signed a job for this certificate for too long. I have been waiting for this man to marry me for too long. I have been waiting for this baby to come for too long. I can't wait any longer. Wherever you are, Jesus, speak! Speak! 
speak from wherever you are. Then blind Bartimaeus was sitting by the roadside. He was also sitting by the roadside and, and heard, heard the noise. Heard noise. People shouting, people talking. He said, what is going on? They said that Jesus is passing. He said, hey! Hey! I have heard about this man. My eyes have not seen him because my eyes are not working. But I have heard about this man. I have heard that he went here and he raised the dead. I have heard that he healed the sick in this area. I have heard that somebody with the issue of blood was healed. I have heard that somebody that was mad was delivered. I have heard too many things to allow this man to pass. Today, as I'm sitting by this roadside and he's passing, I am not going to allow him to pass. Then he began to shout. He said, Jesus, 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 son of David, Jesus, Jesus, I have sat here for too long. I have been waiting for my eye to open. I have been begging for food for too long. I have been asking for help for too long. I have been talking to the wrong people for too long. But if you are here, I call upon you, son of David, have mercy, have mercy, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. That I cannot allow this man to pass. The man has been passing every day, and you have never been desperate enough to call upon him. Have mercy. Have mercy. And the Bible says that he stopped. Jesus stopped. Tonight, when you shout for mercy, he will stop. In your desperate shout, he will stop. In your desperate prayer, he will stop. In your desperate worship, he will stop. In your desperate call, he will stop. In your desperate petition, he will stop. In your desperate request, he will stop. When you call upon him desperately, he will stop. He stopped. And then said that, what's happening? Who called me? And as he was shouting, there were people around you who were saying, oh, shut up. You are disturbing this man. Shut up. But when you are desperate, eh? when you are desperate, shut up cry is like you are telling me to speak some more. Shut up is like you, you are giving me energy. Shut up is energy. Shut up is energy. Go back is energy. I don't have time for you is energy. When Jesus said, wait, 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 I will come to your house. It was energy for him to say, like, you know what, just speak. When, when you are desperate, wait is energy. Shut up is energy. Stop disturbing is energy. Don't come here is energy. Don't go there is energy. When you hear someone say you cannot do it, that is the time you must rise up in your spirit and say that just because you said it is not possible, I will prove to you that I said the God of impossibilities he will make every impossibility possible because you said it's not possible I will show you it's time for us to become desperate come desperate we are too relaxed who bump a Look, a few days ago, I went to visit my boss. And we sat in his, in his hall. And then we just finished the talk. And then we're about to leave. He said, let us pray. Hey, in the name of Jesus, I, I said, hey, yeah. 
I said, I said, this is just prayer to, to go and sit in your car. The man is bringing down the building. Then when he's chasing demons, how is he going to do it? We sit down and we pray like women or useless people who don't know what we are doing. Your prayer must move mountains. Your prayer must affect the neighbors. Your prayer must make so much noise that the neighbors will hear that somebody is desperate. Somebody is shouting. The reason why you are not doing it is because you are not desperate enough. You are not desperate. You are not desperate. And so you will never see answers. You will never see answers. Hey, did you not see that when Jesus wanted Lazarus to come out of the tomb, he was not whispering. It was a desperate one. Shouted! Hey, are you in the church at all? Blind Bartimaeus got his deliverance. He got his healing. Woman with the issue of blood got her deliverance. Centurion healed all by desperation. And you, you are sitting down. You don't know that it is desperation that you need. I said after compensation, you want to get to the point of tamam, you need to be desperate. You need to be desperate. Don't settle on compensation. Don't settle on the small thing that God gave you. Don't settle on the small thing that someone gave you. Sometimes even the compensation was given to you by the devil to rob you of your blessing, to rob you of the thing that you must get. The compensation sometimes is not even from God. Sometimes the compensation is from the devil. So you must even be intelligent enough to decipher between the compensation of God and that of the devil. Sometimes the devil will throw you something. To distract you from where you are supposed to get to. I remember when, in the early days when we came, I kept telling my wife that, you know what, I don't want anything bigger. All I want is a car that can move. An extra car. A small house. And I'm okay. After some time, I realized that that was a very demonic voice that was talking to me. Because you see, it is not everybody that has been given the capacity to think big. It's not everybody. Some people can never think big no matter what you do to them. They will not think big. They cannot. It's just not possible. Some people to God has given them the grace to sit down and think big. And I'm one of those people. So when I decided at a point that I am going to narrow myself down to think that way. And, and it was what the picture God showed me was a lion that was being converted into a rabbit. I said, oh, at least make me a cat a rabbit. I said, no. It's not going to happen. Rabbit is for kebab. Rabbit is for eating. Rabbit is for tearing into pieces. Lions are not to be eaten. Lions are not to be attacked. Lions are not to be tied. Lions, they devour. They devour in the morning and they divide in the night. You must be a devourer. You cannot be someone who has become a rabbit even though the lion of the tribe of Judah is the one that sits in you and runs you and operates in you. Desperation. Desperation. Become desperate. So the centurion received this miracle by desperation. Get desperate and see the results. Let me give you two, three, four manifestations of desperation. Am I preaching to somebody? A couple of, a couple of manifestations of desperation. When you are desperate, there are certain things that, that, that you do. There are certain things that we see. There are certain signs that we show. That this one, the near break, the near break call. Why you wild no nam hono? Desperate people, you don't touch them. Desperate people are very dangerous people. Very very dangerous people. 
1 Samuel 1, verse 13. 1 13. The first thing, when you are desperate, you act more, you speak less. Action, not words. The Bible says, Now Hannah spoke in her heart, only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Action, no words. You have spoken for too long and we have seen nothing. So now when you speak, we don't care. When you speak, nobody, eh, today I'm going, to, I'm going to marry this year. I know people, I know people. I've been with them for four years. Every year they will marry. Every year they will marry. And so now when they say, this year we'll marry, we ask that, which year this year are you talking about? Because 2015, you said you'll marry. 16, you marry. 17, you, you are not desperate. When you get desperate in her talking and you start acting. Hannah spoke in her heart. You wouldn't hear. You only saw her lips moving, but her voice was not heard. When will you stop speaking and stop acting? I'll get into prayer. When will you stop telling us I'll get into prayer and get into prayer? I will start evangelism. Stop telling us you will start evangelism and evangelize. When you start the action, we will know you are desperate. A few days ago, I came to the church. When I got here, I saw a young man kneeling on the altar with his head on the ground, his leg up, and his knee on the ground. I'm telling you. And I'll stand at the back there. I said, Where? This man is desperate. I, look, and the funny thing was that there were people, carpenters working here. The people working here. Brother no see. Brother no hear. His, his shout was louder than the carpenter's hammer. Boom, boom. So a few days ago, I asked the pastor, who was that guy? He told me the guy. I said, what was he looking for? He said he left an envelope on the place. And on the envelope, he had written that there's something that I am being accused for that I don't know anything about. And I'm looking for God to vindicate me. I said, these are the people that God will help. These are the people that God will help. These are desperate people who wake up in the morning and they know that, look, my help on this particular situation comes from God. It doesn't come from anybody. I can't go to the police because they can be compromised. I can't go to the court. They can be compromised. I can't go to anybody. They can be compromised. But if I can come to the altar and I can put my head down, I don't know how the thing happens. So the guy is too flexible. His head was down. His knee was here and his leg was up like that. I said, wow. Desperate people. It even shows, and the guy was just, action. Action. He, he's not telling me that I'm going to pray. He, came, he was in the act already. You have talked for too long. Stop talking and act. Stop talking and act. Hannah spoke in her heart. Only her lips moved. But her voice was not heard. We are tired of hearing your voice. The world is tired of hearing your voice. The world is waiting to see the manifestation of your action. The manifestation of your tamam. The manifestation of the blessing. The manifestation of the oil. The manifestation of the dew. The manifestation of what God has placed in your life. The world is waiting for it. Your neighbors are tired of hearing your voice. Your wife is tired of hearing your voice. 
If you are desperate, let us see your desperation in your action. So that's the first manifestation of desperation. Action, not words. Action. What have you been thinking about? What have you been praying about? What have you been thinking of doing? Act now. Act now. Show us that you are desperate to do it. I want to build a house. You have sat down for 12 years. You have built nothing. Every day I want to build a house. Every day I'm going to build a house. Every day I'm going to build a house. Stop, 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 stop. Shut up. And start digging. When you start digging, we'll know that you want to build. We have heard your voice too much. Now your voice means nothing. The devil has heard your voice. Uh, your voice means nothing to the devil now. Stop talking. Start doing something. The devil now knows all your strategies. Because you talk too much. The devil knows that today you are going to do this. The devil, you talk too much. Stop talking and start acting. Hannah stopped talking. The Bible says that spoke in her heart. Only her lips moved. But her voice was not heard. Let something be moving. Let your voice not be heard. Let something move. Dead, let's have some action. Let's have some action. You have been dormant for too long. And all that moves, all that we hear is blah, 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 blah. I'm going to do this. 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 Stop going to do it and do it. Stop going to do it and do it. I'm tired of you. And I'm sure your children are even tired of you. That's why our father, he has big dreams. Who cares about your big dreams that we cannot see? Hey, me papa. Share. He has big dreams. My father had big dreams till he was 80. Then he was calling us to come and roof his building. I pray that should not be your story in the name of Jesus. Where you carry your big dreams and, and, and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and do nothing. Number two. Unpredictable. Desperate people are unpredictable. Nobody should be able to predict your next move. Nobody should be able to predict your next move. Very, very unpredictable, Hannah. Verse 14. Verse 14. Let me show you. And Eli said to her, How long will you be drunk? Eli actually looked at this woman and thought that she was drunk. Very unpredictable. The woman's behavior looked like a drunk person. But she was not drunk. You are too readable. You are too predictable. You are too predictable to be desperate. We can tell that from here, this is where you are going. From here, this is where you are going. From here, you are not desperate. Desperate people are dangerous people who don't have plan. They, they don't work according to plan. I just need the thing to happen. I just want it to happen. If I have to jump the wall for it to happen, I jump. If I have to pass through the gate for it to happen, I do. If I have to take lift for it to happen, I, there's no plan. When you are desperate, you, I said go to the labor ward. You see if they have plan for pushing the baby. There's no plan. There's no plan. So this woman was not drunk, but she looked like a drunk person. She was acting like a drunk person. You must get to the point where people look at you and they cannot tell what you are thinking, where you are standing, where you are going, what is the next thing that he's going to do. You are just acting, but they don't even know what your next move is. The wind bloweth where it listeth. 
is the man who is controlled by the spirit. If you are desperate and you are controlled by the spirit, you must be unpredictable. When a snake is chasing man, and when a snake is chasing a man, he doesn't have to run straight like this. He must go this way and this way and this way. Become a bit unpredictable. You are walking too straight. Every time, this is the way you are walking. This is where you are going. Become unpredictable. Turn here a bit. Turn here a bit. Turn here a bit. Turn here a bit. Become like the wind. Don't allow anybody to be able to predict you. You are too predictable. You are too predictable. Your family members know that when we say this to him, he will insult us this way. So every time they press that button, every time they press that button, because you are very predictable, Recently, one of my pastors said to me that these days you are surprising us. I said, how? He said, things that must get you angry, you don't say anything. I said, I said, I am being controlled by the spirit. I can't be too predictable like that. He said, sometimes we get surprised because some, when the thing happens, we said that this one, the man is going, to, is going to bring down fire. We tell him and he's just smiling. It's okay. The Lord will take care of it. And then we move on. And the man is surprised. And the one that I'm not supposed to shout. Then I shout. I say, ah. But what happened? No. Unpredictability. You shouldn't be too predictable. Even the people who live with you should not be able to predict you too much. You must be a spiritual person. Be desperate. Desperate people are not predictable. Desperate people cannot be predicted all the time. Ecclesiastes chapter 11 verse 5. Operate like the wind. The wind is not predictable. Too predictable. Desperate people are highly unpredictable. And normally they are being watched because people can't tell their next move. No. They are, they, they, when, they, when they report that this guy is a desperate person, they put people to watch you. Because they are not sure whether you commit suicide, whether you jump out of the window, whether you kill somebody, whether you do something bad to yourself or you do something. So you are under watch because you are unpredictable. You are, let, let become so unpredictable that the devil will put 20, 20 witches and wizards to be just watching because they know that this guy, you know, the way he's unpredictable, we don't know his next move. And anytime you make your move, you bring down things. Are you understanding me? Come unpredictable. And become desperate and start running from the snakes. Then the final one, verse 15. I said, I'm finishing soon. But Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, I am a woman of sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor intoxicating drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Desperate people, they pour out their soul. They pour out their soul. They pour out their soul. You hear a desperate person praying. You can tell that this one has hit the level of desperation. They pour out their soul. They pour out their soul. They pour out their They pray prayers from the soul. They pray from their soul. Pour out your soul. You can't be desperate and not show it in your prayer. You can't be desperate and not show it in your prayer. Your prayer language doesn't show that you are desperate. When you are desperate, your language even shows when you are desperate and you are praying, your posture shows. Hey. Your expression, even the expression on your face shows that this guy is desperate. A lot of things will affect your prayer when you are desperate. But the reason why your prayer is the way it is, is because there's no desperation. 
Hey, then your hand is in your pocket. You are joking. You are joking. And you are standing there praying like this. <laughs> a few days ago, I had some experience that uh, one, one very close man of God told me. He said he was lying in a room. There was one fluorescent tube in the room. He just opened his eyes. Half of the room has gone dark. Half of the room is lit up. And it was one fluorescent tube in the middle of the room. So it should brighten the whole place. You don't know the things that the devil can do. He said he opened his eyes and said, God, I'm tired. Then he shouted, Satan! Then the light came like that. In a time like this, what will you do? You are not desperate. You are not desperate. You know you are not desperate. What will you do? You jump through the window. You, you call your pastor. <laughs> Get desperate. Get desperate. Hey. No, the devil is real. So your desperation is very important. To break out of a lot of these chains. Look, the way you are not finishing the things that you must do. Eh, it is not normal. It's not normal. It's not normal. It's not everybody who starts and, and, and doesn't finish. Many people start and finish. Some people start and they never finish. No matter the encouragement, some is not even money. They have the money, but they can never finish. They have the money, they dig the foundation, they start the building. They just... I had a friend. He started building his house about seven, eight years ago. Or 11 years ago. Or 10 years ago or so. He built for two years. And then he stopped the project. And for seven years, he had never been to site again. Chese, he had forgotten completely about the project. That there was a project that he was doing. In fact, when I spoke with him the first time, he said that he feels that somebody has taken the place. So he has actually given up on it. He's not going to check it. He doesn't even want it. It's like something has worked against this man to forget about the project that he has. So I met him. I said, brother, it is a demonic attack and we won't allow it. So within this week, let's visit the site. He said, I'll try and see if I can locate the place. I said, locate the place. <laughs> he went to locate the place and then he called me and then went to the place. We went. I carried oil. I went to pray on the land. I said, that, brother, we are starting this project and we are pushing it. We left. Within a month, he started the project again. I said, so for seven, eight years, what stopped you? He said, I don't know. I don't know. I forgot about it. There are certain things in your life that are not happening, not because you have stopped. Somebody has stopped you. Somebody sitting somewhere has stopped you. No, Friday, even pictures of people whose life has been stopped and you know in your family. Bring the picture. We are going to pour oil. We are going to lift up prayer. We are going to pray desperate prayers. Desperate prayers and dangerous prayers. Your boss, Ampire, and we are. 
Anything that must happen for me to be free, it must happen. I said it must happen. Because Charlie, people don't want us to be free. And if you don't want me to be free, why should you be free? Osofo has done the church. He has done the church 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. Still 17 and a half people. And the half is the pregnant woman. You know. And the man does everything. He does evangelism. He does prayer. He does this. He does that. Eventually when we realized, we checked. His friend who he prays with his, uh, people are wicked. His friend that he prays with has gone somewhere, has gone to carry pot and planted it in front of his entrance to his church. So anybody who is coming to church sees lions or dogs standing at the gate and there's like, oh, this place, we can't come here. And then his friend always comes back to pray with him. So he goes to this other man of God. The man of God says that, you know what? For the next week or two, that your prayer partner, who is also a pastor that you have been praying with, don't pray with him again. So he comes back and his friend calls him that. When are we meeting? He says, oh, I'll get back to you. So the man comes to his house, starts praying. His friend calls him. Two days, we've not met to pray. He says, oh, I want to pray on my own. He says, no, 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 you can't pray on your own. We have to pray together. You can't pray. We have to pray together. He said, no, no. We, we are not praying together. I'm praying on my own. He said, no, 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 no. It's not possible. No, it was almost a fight. It's not possible. You can't pray alone. We have to pray together. We must pray together. It was through that that, that deliverance happened. After that, the church doors were open. And things began to happen. No, I'm telling you that the devil is not playing. So the way you guys are coolly Entering into prayer when we, we even have to beg you to pray. The devil is not joking. Oh. You are 20. This is the time to start laying foundation for your life. 20 cry, you are late. 20 cry, you are late. Don't wait till you are 40 things are not happening. Then you start worrying people. This is the time to get desperate. I said this is the time to what? Get desperate. This is the time to get desperate. As we approach this tamam zone, as we approach this ending, as we approach this end of the year, we need to get into the season of desperation and begin to pray desperate prayers. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. We've come to the end. Thank you for listening to Pastor Emmanuel Methel. We hope you were blessed by the message. Worship with us at the Rohi Church in Community 22, Tema. Every Sunday from 7.30 to 9.30 for the tree service and 10.30 to 12.30 for the English service. We have Bible studies from 9.45 to 10.30 a.m. Tuesday Empowerment Service is from 6.30 to 8 o'clock p.m. Download the Rohi Church app on Google Play and App Store for more life-transforming messages. Follow Pastor Emmanuel Methel and the Rohi Church on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Call us on 0204-336-002 for counseling and inquiry. Rohi Church, loving God, making disciples, and evading globally. God bless you. This 
This message is brought to you by Hot Jobs Africa Limited, Ghana's number one HR firm. Looking for quality staff? Looking for a job? Contact us on 0204-336-009. Think HR, think Hot Jobs Africa.